0: We're in a better position to make decisions about how we, as a society, can either increase accessibility, make things more affordable, or ensure we're innovating things that matter for patients.
1: Hello, and welcome to HIMSCAST. I'm Susan Morris, Executive Editor of Healthcare Finance News. Our guest today is Micah Litto who is president of Calderos, which offers a drug discount platform. Welcome, Micah.
0: Thanks, Susan. Great to be here.
1: We are going to try to understand the entire drug discount program in about 10 minutes. And I don't know if we can do that. But but I think most people are confused when it comes to prescription drugs and available discount programs. And can you explain the current drug discount program?
0: Yeah, I think, um, and totally fair, if we can figure this out in 10 minutes, that'd be amazing. Um, so I think all of us are used to walking into a pharmacy and many of us will have a car and hand it to a pharmacist and it'll return information that the pharmacist uses at the point of dispense when you actually get the drug and it'll tell you like what your copay it is or um, your co-insurance is on that particular product. And some of us may even be familiar with certain other programs like like GoodRx or or discount card programs that I might hand um, the pharmacist at the point which may change what I'm paying. Um, But once you leave the pharmacy, once you leave, there's a list of over a dozen different types of discount programs that exist that are more between different businesses. So things like the Medicaid drug rebate program, which, might be, which is between drug manufacturers and state Medicaid agencies, or the 340B drug pricing program, which is between drug manufacturers and covered entities, which is a certain class of provider dispensing drugs. And so those, um, those different discount programs actually right now equate to roughly $250 billion a year of discounts that are going from drug manufacturers to some constituent, another business or organization, whether for-profit or non-for-profit, in the ecosystem usually trying uh under under either law or contract terms between between parties and so where calderos really focuses is trying to make sure that those programs are being used in compliance with the laws that either created them or the contracts that people have signed uh, to negotiate those discounts
1: yes thank you for that explanation um I'm wondering about the controversial stuff like, the rebates, the prescription drug rebates have been a matter of confusion and and controversy, as well as pharmacy benefit managers. Those two things seem to go hand in hand. Can you explain why it's controversial, what it is, and do patients really uh, benefit from these rebate programs?
0: Yeah, I think... um... Well, I think maybe from a nomenclature standpoint, one of the things we talk a lot about is um, prescription drug cost. when maybe a clear articulation when we talk about patients would be out-of-pocket expense. And those things, there's a the delta between those things. The pharmacy benefit managers that you're talking about, and I know there's investigations, they negotiate uh, with drug manufacturers for... Um, you use the word rebates, but holistically, let's just call it discounts. The rebate is the form of a discount um, in exchange for having access to a certain number of lives that those pharmacy benefit managers um, uh, are are negotiating on behalf of. The, the reason that there is a lot of um, conversation around those is there isn't a ton of transparency today on exactly how those rebate dollars are being used and whether or not they are being used to the benefit of the patients that are filling those medications or they're being used for other means and and that lack of clarity and transparency is what's really driving a lot of these conversations is that it's very hard to know um of the do- of every 100 dollars that is being collected where are those 100 dollars going and that's what's driving a lot of this conversation which is really at the end of the day you know from our perspective Going back to what I said at the beginning, is our goal is to make sure that those programs that have been created under federal law and/or been uh, negotiated between contract terms that they're just being uh, compliant with the laws and/or contracts that created them, um, so that we can achieve the intent of what was um, of what people wanted when they created those programs. When you
1: talk about contracts, Micah, between which entities are you talking about?
0: Depending on the program, there can be a lot of different contracts that exist. So in the case of a pharmaceutical benefit manager, um, they're going to be a pharmacy benefit manager. They're going to uh, have a contract with a drug manufacturer um, that sets out rules around um, the pharmacy benefit manager who's negotiating on behalf of whatever number of lives, usually that Organization will have a relationship with like a plan sponsor. So that's the actual insurer, and they'll negotiate with a drug manufacturer um, for a discounted price in exchange for basically like formulary placement. So if you're a tier one product, you might be giving a, a higher rebate um, than if you're a tier two product, um, if you're in a competitive set of, of products.
1: So your contracts would be between let's say the, um, insurer and the PBM and possibly the drug manufacturer or just the PBM?
0: Well, you're, yeah. So you're getting into like the complexity of the space. And so when you say our contracts, not Caldero's contracts, a drug manufacturer, you know, will, if they elect to have a contract with a, uh, PBM. And that's in exchange for access to lives that that PBM represents. That's because the PBM has a relationship, a contractual relationship, with a plan sponsor, who is who is um, they're saying, I want you to negotiate with the drug manufacturers on behalf of the different members that I have for some kind of um, rebate or discount. Now, once the PBM collects that, how much transparency there is around how much of that passes back to a plan sponsor and how the plan sponsor allocates the monies and or an employer, depending on if we're talking about self-insured. These are, by the way, everything we're talking about right now is one type of drug discount program. There are, as I said, many others, but the ones that we are mostly talk about with PBMs are related to what we just discussed.
1: And how does uh, Calderos figure into this?
0: We really work uh, in the ecosystem today to um, take in data related to how those uh, drug discount programs are being effectuated, and just identifying when they've fallen out of compl- out of compliance with either the law and or the contract. So we're trying to drive transparency and accuracy in the use of those drug discount programs so that they're compliant
1: and transparency for the consumer for for.
0: Well, remember these 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 discount programs today are between organizations, so so. So we're working today on driving transparency um, between those organizations, which is, again, either who signed the contracts and or who the laws have been created to have the exchange of funds. Now, the goal here is if you can drive transparency, um, that we're in a better position to make decisions about how we as a society can either increase accessibility, make things more affordable, or ensure we're innovating things that matter for patients. Because that's, at the end of the day, each of those organizations we talk about, if you go and pull uh, mission statements and why, why do we all get into healthcare, it's in some service of the patient to try to either improve or extend the quality of life, ensure people can afford their treatment, and ensure that people have access to what they need.
1: So, what you do is what what happens when you find this, you know, something is not going right? How do you set things right? And is
0: collaboration needed? Yes. Because
1: I'm wondering if all these entities talk to one another.
0: I love it. So, you're getting into my favorite topic, <laughs> you're desperately trying to solve. Um, healthcare is hard and it's complex. And as I said, we've set up a system where we've got one group of people who's really focused on trying to drive access and making sure you can get your treatments and your diagnoses, right? And we classically think of them as providers. We have another group of people that are trying to focus on affordability. And a lot of those are the payers and insurance, whether they're government payers, whether they're you know private insurers. And you have another group of organizations that are trying to innovate new uh, therapies or, you know, cause this problem extends beyond just drugs. Same, there's similar problems in medical devices, people who are trying to innovate things that improve or extend the quality of life. And as you said, collaboration is key because if we're trying to, we think about population and health and trying to make our society as healthy as possible, those three parties have to collaborate. And so we think, and what we're building is a technology solution that helps in inform and drive transparency. So people have clarity on where the money is going, why it's going, that it's fulfilling the laws and contracts that have been passed and that we're exchanging data so that we can spend a lot less time and money and effort on the administrative burden that can be created from imperfect data feeds and a bunch of other things that happen when you have such large in terms of dollar amount discount programs and simplify that, make it cleaner, easier, faster, way more affordable and scalable. And put a lot of that administrative, um, the money that's being spent on the administrative burden, put that into the things that drive affordability, accessibility, and innovation so that we can optimize the spend towards things that actually holistically improve either the patient care or patient experience.
1: When you talk about administrative burden, are you talking about claims in the provider system, in the revenue cycle, or is it go beyond that?
0: Uh, that's part of it, but it goes way beyond that. There are so many data feeds in, I mean, we all know about this, right? Like how, how hard the coordinated care platform is, right? So there are so many data feeds. There are so many places where financial transactions are being coupled with uh, whether it's the movement of product, or the dispensing of product, or the reimbursement of care, and making sure that you can again get that high fidelity um, data, so that you can have transparency, you can standardize things, and you can make it easy to ensure that you know the right discount is being paid to the right party uh, each time, in accordance with law and contract, um, so that um, and and that we can do that in a a low cost. Easy to to um, scale way versus um, disparate data sets, different systems, data fields missing, data fields messy. I'm sure this is incredibly familiar for your for your audience because you could maybe think I'm talking about um, other types of systems out there that we're trying to use, but it's the same thing that's now happening and has been happening for a long time in uh, the drug discount uh, space.
1: Are you seeing improvement? Uh, what's the future? I mean, are they starting to talk to one another? Are they, you know, is there more transparency?
0: I um the thing that encourages me that is that in pockets we are seeing it. We are seeing people that understand that we have to work together in the benefit of the patient. the thing that You know we're out on a mission to do is to take those pockets where we see those success stories i can i can think of one in ohio i can think of one in minnesota how do we put in place the infrastructure and the technology needed to make it easy to be compliant because right now the system is not built to make it very easy to actually follow all those rules and so there's always going to be, you know, the potential of bad actors, but the reality is our responsibility is to put in place the infrastructure to make it easy to follow all of those rules. And that's what we're on a mission to do because I could tell you many stories of different pockets that are happening in, at providers or with state Medicaid agencies or drug manufacturers all over the place where people are desperately trying to follow the rules that are spending tons of time and effort and energy doing it. And our goal is to, again, remove the hard work of being compliant. It should be hard to be not compliant. It shouldn't be hard to be compliant
1: that's encouraging that you're seeing this in pockets but i'm wondering what incentives are in place to do the right thing
0: well i mean i I think it comes down to for me I, i spent my entire career my entire career in healthcare and i got into healthcare because i was in it to make a difference for patients um there are a lot of other industries one could choose to be a part of and so i think at the end of the day Um, what is the benefit of transparency? The benefit of transparency is putting more, is having more clarity on the resources that you're going to have and when you're going to have them and how you can run and fulfill your mission so that you can service patients instead of putting in place more and more resources towards managing the lack of certainty and clarity and the, and the burden that uncertainty creates, which ends up being in this large administrative bucket and put more of that towards whether, you know, whether it's patient care, whether it's ensuring affordability or whether it's innovating, um, that you can put more and more of those resources to that because you have better clarity, you have more information and you have uh, an easier ability to, to understand when cash inflows and cash outflows are going to happen instead of what's happening today where you're trying to brute force muscle lists.
1: So, to, so it saves money. you may have to do upfront investment to straighten everything out, but on the back end it saves it saves the money that you're putting into trying to straighten all this out.
0: It's- yeah I mean I think the, the way I would I think for a lot of folks it will significantly reduce the cost of administrative burden. I think you know the thing I think about from a business lens is that it makes it a heck of a lot easier for me to forecast and project my business. And as a result, it makes it a lot easier for me to put in place the commitments that I need to, to do all the things that I'm supposed to do under my mission. It's very rare that my mission has, my mission statement has something about like, I'm here to do these things, but carefully manage my administrative costs and try to forecast accurately. Like I, if that's in the mission statement, I missed it. So <laughs> You know, from my perspective is, and even running our own business, the more transparency you have on your costs and your revenues, the easier it is for you to run a business that delivers on the mission statement that, that you've created. And so, um, you know, that's my hope, and that's what we're out to try to achieve for all of the stakeholders is to have that kind of transparency and certainty on, you know, what resources they're going to get without having to put in place tons of, again, administration, administrative expenses, where you're like forecasting and, and trying to figure out how it'll work.
1: Thanks, Micah. My final question is, how do patients benefit?
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, and I'm sorry to be the dead horse here, but the the whatever money we rip out of the administrative spend that's going into trying to figure out how to be compliant with all these programs, and we put that money towards innovation, affordability, and accessibility, Patients will benefit in droves, and the best part is they're going to benefit in multiple ways. So whether that's like we started this conversation talking about cost, I would reframe it as out-of-pocket expense, but like whether that's reducing out-of-pocket expense, whether that's new meaningful products that improve or improve or extend the quality of life, whether that's um, providers being able to provide more access to care for certain uh, pop, you know patient populations. Society and specifically individuals should be able to benefit in all of those different ways by allowing money to be more acutely used for the mission statements of the organizations that are doing those things.
1: Laika, thank you. It's been a pleasure having you on HIMSCAST and explaining this and uh, giving some clarity to what's going on in the drug discount programs.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Susan. Really enjoyed it.